Larry Geely uses terrible lines to change a lesbian into a turkey timer? Or something. This is Geely on Stinker Madness. Hello, welcome back to Stinger Madness, the podcast about bad movies, our continual hunt to find Hall of Fame material, and expose good movies that are actually quite bad. Got Sam and Jackie here, I'm your host Justin, how are you guys? Good, I need to know something though. Please. Are we going to go to the Baywatch? (laughs) No. Uh, wait, wait. Well, I th- you told me that we were going to go to the Baywatch. I we are not going to go to so the Baywatch. So you lied to me about the Baywatch going to the is Baywatch? closed today. They are not open. No. Can we go to the Baywatch tomorrow? Uh, we'll try. We'll see. We'll see if they're going to be open tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. Do you have to get on walkie-talkie to do, to find that out? Uh, I don't actually own a walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. I just own a mag light that I keep in the dashboard of my Impala. And well, the weather's looking great today. Yeah. <laughs> Off the southeast of Wales. Don't, uh, please, please don't. <laughs> oh. Please don't go down that road. Um, this is a pretty bad movie. It's, uh, yeah, it's not good. It's pretty bad. What you guys, uh, what was your overall sense of the film as far as its production and quality of a film as a whole? It felt like exactly what I read that. They came back and turned it into a different movie. Yeah, and I think that really the problem with it is that it's not what they put in so much as probably what got taken out. Yeah. You changed forty minutes of a movie that so you've made it two hours long when it was probably ninety minutes to get go. Or no, he was going to make it one hundred and sixty minutes. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was. What I don't know what it would have been <laughs> had yeah. they not added a bunch of talk about. Just these conversations between Affleck and JLo about nothing. Love, I guess. About nothing. They were just being About charming. genitalia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bits. Fiddly bits. Yeah. A lot of that. Jackie, what was your overall impression of the film? Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. No. I mean, yes, very retarded. <laughs> it was not... Yeah. No. It was not a good movie by any means. But, you know, it was slightly entertaining because you were like, really... Here's what I notice about Geely is it's two hours. But what I notice about it's two hours is that I didn't notice it was two hours. It moves. It moves. And uh, I have been complaining over this entire week about movies that are not aiming at 90 minutes. This is the first one that I saw that was not 90 minutes that I was like, you know what? This is, uh, this is moving. I don't yeah, have a problem moves. with the speed of this film. Yeah. So. I think that maybe the... outrageous backlash and hatred and how bad this movie is is more due to the fact that the the Benefer hype building up to its release and then it just not being very good. I think that's exactly what it is. Um, I have a question for you guys about the Benefer deal. Sure. So Chi Lee is 2003. Yeah. Uh, What do we think? Summer? Summer? Actually, I have the release date here. Um, if I can unlock my phone. And 2003 was the release date of Geely. Right, that was that's the year. Uh, August. August 1st, 2003. Okay. How much longer did the Benefer exist after this? Not very much before Benefer 2, Benefer Forever. What's that? He married Jennifer Garner. So oh, it's right, a Benefer right, 2. Right, But that's 
they're still married. So Benefer two, Benefer forever. Yeah, because, I just made that up though. Well, did Benefer two get started on the set of Daredevil? I think so. Which is also two thousand three. No, like it happened. Like the Benefer thing happened and happened and happened, and then all of a sudden it was over. And then he was married to Jennifer Garner not long after the end of the J Lo Ben Affleck business. Yeah. yeah. It happened really fast. We watched that uh, Saturday Night Live, that classic 40-year anniversary Saturday Night Live rerun just a couple weeks ago that had Ben Affleck. And it happened, like, the, the episode was recorded right after Benefer 1 broke up, mm-hmm. but they had a Geely skit in it. Yeah. So it was like, Geely's obviously terrible. It may have been at the dollar theaters at this point, or just, like, maybe... Between DVD and theater release, and uh, I'm talking about better for breaking up. Like, so my question to you is: Did Julie cause the breakup? Where did it happen? Like, is because I don't remember either. That did they even make it through the release of Julie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember him having some gambling problems, and the tabloids were like, "Oh, he gambles all the time." And then J Lo had picked out black and white napkins for the wedding, and. That, oh my god, these napkins are now wasted because they're not going to get married. This sounds, what you're saying right here sounds like a story written by Martin Brest. (laughs) 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 That's like a shitty Martin Brest movie. That could have been the plot of Gigli. (laughs) Break up. How dumb. Oh god. You know, I'm going to just put it out there. I hate the 80s. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I really hate the early 2000s, of all things. The the early 2000s were just garbage. I feel like the early 2000s just didn't... There was no identity. Uh, I can identify it. Uh, Nickelback. Very strong Nickelback and the Eve 6 and uh, that butt early college rock. Just crap. Just cra- It was it's just, just crap. crap. Clothes and were crappy. Nobody had any money because we were all afraid of getting exploded and... It just, the whole time was, I, I can't be alone in hating no, I the early 2000s. I'm, I'm fairly alone in hating the 80s, but really the early 2000s. See, I was a kid in the 80s, which is probably why it's I have so much different really, from us. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and really, I think <laughs> you that's youngsters. why. You <laughs> I, I think that that's why I have a warped sense of self was because of the 80s business. The 80s fucked you up. Did yep. it change your whole identity? Yep. As so, a, a human being and a citizen of the galaxy. That was my informative years. So, are you... Side s- ponytails, big bangs, and hairspray just fucked me up for the rest are of my life. Are you saying that the millennials are also going to be fucked up because the early 2000s were such shit? Yep. Yeah, I think you're right about that. They're going to watch movies like Geely and be like, that's true love right there. Yeah. The movie. Geely. Yeah. Starts out with Affleck narrating. With, I I thought he was breaking the fourth wall. I'm really glad that he didn't, and he was talking to a guy in a laundromat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a dryer. Dryer. Is he killing that guy? He's going to put him on the spin cycle, or the uh, he's going to dry him until he uh, starts coughing up some dough. Where's he going to get dough from? Is the dough... In his tummy, in the dryer, the spin cycle's gonna make Maybe him puke it up? that's his laundry mat and it's in the back. He eventually decides to cough up half the cash, though, so it works. Yeah. So, it is Napoleon from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, in case anyone was wondering. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, I'm, I still wonder about the money. 
I he's guess, like the worst hitman in the world. He's dude. not a hitman. He a hitman. He's he's just he's an enforcer and he's terrible at it. Yeah, he's a collector. He collects the cash. Is it the in- intimidation racket protection? No, he's the. I mean, I don't know where what racket it is, but he's like the guy that comes in after you don't pay and roughs you up until you do. Does California have the mob? To my knowledge, not really. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just gangs. It's everywhere. Is ev- I mean, everything is everywhere. Yeah, they've but, got a little but, but bit of like, everything. Not like Jersey or something like that. But that's where they were at. Was Jersey? No, they no, were, they were in, in LA. California. There's Santa Monica Boulevard is like the second shot of the yeah, fucking they, movie. The movie ends they're on the PCH. the PCH. Why does everybody talk like they're from Jersey then in this because movie? Because they're idiots. <laughs> I thought we were in Jersey. Al Pacino was from New York. Yeah. Yeah, he, he came in from New York. That's as close as you get. Everybody's wearing uh, uh, Hawaiian shirts and bowlers and sh- shorts. And How do you know that's not Jersey? Because it's it's the uh, there's New fucking England. Palm it's cold. trees everywhere. Yeah, there's palm trees. Jersey has a beach. That's covered Shore. in... Uh, pregnant teenagers. Pregnant teenagers <laughs> and used syringes. Toxic Seagulls. waste. Urine. Which is pretty much like Malibu as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyways, he's a low-level thug. Yes. Uh, he's got Small a timer. boss named Lewis, who also seems like kind of a dipshit. Lewis is a dipshit. I think that's one of the things that perhaps what's lost on the cutting room floor and the transition of this movie into a romantic comedy is that I felt like it could have been a film about a bunch of dipshits that were in over their head, uh-huh. and you don't feel that as much as you could have because it's too distracted by the other things. There's nary mention that they're in over their head until Al Pacino shows yes, up. Yes, like, you people are dipshits. But also Al Pacino was a dipshit. Yeah, well, yes. Everybody's a dipshit. Yes. Except for J-Lo. No, she's... She, she is a dipshit in a dipshit. our reality, but in the reality of this movie, she's the only one with any answers. She's a dipshit that's read a couple of self-help books. Yeah. Ah, yes. That is a very good... What was that one she was reading? Being Peace? Being Peace. Being Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Philosophical lady. But she's also read Sung Tzu's Art of War. Yes. So... Well, you know, you gotta get your eye gouging tactics somewhere. Is that like, or at least the back of it? Is it? Is it like you read Art of War and then read Being Peace, the follow up? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's just one of those lesbian books that I've heard about. Being Peace. Being Peace was written by a man, according Fighting to the back your, sleeve. Oh, well, maybe he's a lady man, or maybe he's just cashing in on like. I understand a woman. Like How the, do you write a woman? <laughs> Think of a man. <laughs> Take away rationality and accountability. So he's the guy that created Sex in the City. Oh, that could be. Yeah. yeah. He really knows a lot about women. Um, yeah, so the, the idea here is that Lewis gets a call from his boss... And uh, his boss is in trouble and needs some help, That's I guess. the idea that you think, but that's contradicted in later. Yeah. Later it turns out that Lewis has just got some of his he's own ideas. He's Yeah, he's freelancing. He's going to work his way up and the totem chain. He's not totem a chain. totem chain. Mm-hmm. He's not the kind of guy that should be coming up with ideas. Yeah, his idea is to take the heat off of his boss by, by kidnapping... Mm-hmm the mentally handicapped brother of a federal prosecutor and therefore being able to put some weight 
on the federal prosecutor to back off of Lewis's boss. Right? Yeah. Which is a bad plan. It's a pretty dumb plan. I don't think it really is going to work. Uh, and it doesn't. Turns out, spoiler alert. Um, so he sends Larry Gili to nab Brian, the mentally handicapped brother. I think you're supposed to say spoiler alert before you spoil it. Uh, I'm not so good at that, and I don't really care. This whole thing is a spoiler alert. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't listen to the podcast if you... If you haven't watched it. Uh, ...are waiting for suspense details to be revealed inside of Geely. <laughs> uh, I think you're listening to the wrong podcast. Yes. Geely, the philosophical here. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of philosophy in this movie that is garbage, <laughs> but it is they're, they're, they they like to wax philosophical at each other a lot. Um, so they they go to pick up Brian or Larry does by himself. I mean, he's not nabbing him so much as he is like, "Hey, let's go for a ride." Yeah, and you don't need. Uh, where is Brian? I don't know if it's like a self check in thing. It looks like it's just an old condemned grade school it looked like a grade school that's what it looked like to me it had the little the little chairs the it little also different had colored chairs the and... windows that are meant to be able to escape from yeah and uh i think it's like a, a retard gate daycare where you just drop what maybe i don't think that that's whatever you just said is not a thing I think it might be in bigger cities. What is it? Let's, I'm going to let no, I you I would, uh, why say, no, what is the name of this place, Jackie? You, you say that again out loud. It's a retard daycare. Oh, you said gate in the other one, too. No, I didn't. Okay, well. I, I don't see why it couldn't be that. No, yeah, I, think I mean, they have adult babysitters. Why however, can't they have they, a retard gate daycare? That leads to other problems. Who's dropping Brian off? Because it ain't his brother, because his brother's in New York. No, apparently his brother's in L.A. That's why I'm saying. Federal thing. Oh, it is a federal thing. I thought this was in Jersey. So, which that you don't find that Brian's brother. The end when Ben Affleck calls Brian's brother from the payphone by just telling the payphone who to call, Mm -hmm. and then later hanging up on it. Right, and that resolves that situation. Well, we're familiar having watched Phantoms that uh, Ben Affleck does not (laughs) understand how phones and technology work and just shouts at them. Um, So, so. If it's a daycare... I don't think it's... I think they're to live in. I think Brian lives there. Uh, yeah. Because they want to drop him back off. And they say that you have to go back to living there. He lives there all the time. That's yeah. his house. That sucks. It does suck a little. Because it doesn't look like a place where people live. But it's it apparently like one that you can just leave. Well, that's just the cafeteria area. It probably has other things. That whole that one room isn't the whole fucking place. That Come seems on like now. that's where everybody's at. Well, it, it's a common area. The beds just fall no, like, up into the wall. You just curl like up on top table. of one of those desks when it's bedtime? No, they have their own fucking rooms. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just assuming. Have this, you seen but, this movie? <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, so he goes in there, has some has some nice conversation. He appears to have never heard of anybody with mental handicaps at all because he doesn't understand that they're not like him. Who? Yeah. Be normal. B, is that what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> Larry Geely? Uh, no, there's a communication issue between the two of them. Yeah. That that, that he, raises its head he periodically. He is the wrong guy for this assignment. Clearly. I also feel, because we find more out about Lewis later, that I don't really know that Lewis has anybody else to hire for Lewis anything. I think anybody else. Other than these two yeah, people. I think this is Lewis's team. Yeah. And... You know, it just 
Who is Lewis? <laughs> Who is Lewis? Lewis has a restaurante. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Does he? Yes, because he's always hanging out by a restaurant. He's like, no, I he's had just, that earlier no, he's today. Just he eats food really all the time. Yeah. Pacino even says, I like this guy. He's... He eats food all the time. Lewis doesn't do shit. He wears bad shirts and yells Makes at people phone on calls. the phone. That's all he does and, is make phone calls. And hangs out at this one beast Pay phones. No, there was two different places that you He just him. bounces around Sunset and West Hollywood and makes phone calls mm. from pay phones and yells at people. He had a cell phone, too. Yeah, what? I don't know. Maybe he's taking selfies at these places. Maybe. Yeah, because this is 2003 and we had Instagram. Um... That's a no. We did not at that point in time, Jackie. So he just takes Brian. They, they, they leave. They leave. So it's not that bad of a place because you can just leave whenever you want. Yeah. If you don't like it, get pound the pavement. There's no doors nurse, right there. Nurse Ratchet is not at this place. No, there wasn't anybody. Yeah, they were. They were sort of left okay, to their own place. See you later, Brian. Okay. Uh, goes to his apartment, and that's where they're gonna just keep him. And hang out. I guess the plan is to just sit on him for an indeterminate time until prosecutor backs off. Court cases usually take a long time. Who knows how long Brian's going to be staying with uh, Larry Gigli in his apartment that has no food. or Well, if you were going to back off, you can just back off at any point. Once it goes to trial, you're screwed. Yeah. Wait, again, Lewis yeah. has just sort of come up with his own plan. He's off whatever reservation he was on. (laughs) Well, J-Lo shows up, knocks on the door, and she's already, like... Bullshit. It's bullshit (laughs) instantly. Because, oh my god, there's chemistry between these two people when they say, Hi. Hi. Ooh. And then googly eyes at each other for, like, ten seconds before, Who are you? Who are you? Blech. I need to use your I phone. I need to use your phone, handsome guy. Ooh, you're an incredible woman. Now's not a good time, but mm, I guess I can make an ex- exception because we obviously have so much chemistry. Make yourself at home, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I... So she shows up. She's dumb. She uh-huh. wants to use the phone. Then she comes in. And immediately puts her fucking feet on the coffee table. So is she... You uncivilized bitch, get out of my house! That's right. Is she seducing her way into his house? Like, is this all part of... Do they actually have chemistry, or is she just using her feminine wiles to get into his apartment? She uses her feminine wiles to get into his apartment, because afterwards, when he has to do something, he comes back in, and she's like, you are a fuck-up. Oh, that's why she's yelling at him, because she let he let her in. Yeah. Because he's an idiot. Because he's an idiot. He has no business doing this. Lewis told me you were an idiot, but you've exceeded his description. She should know the type of people that Lewis employs. Because she's one of them. She's one of them. And Lewis is an idiot. Everybody's an idiot. Everybody is an idiot. And so here's the deal. They even say something, or no, it wasn't the idiot pyramid, it was the the who do you want to fuck pyramid or whatever later when they're having their ten minute discussion that doesn't involve any part of the story. About genitals? Yeah. So, if there's an idiot pyramid, and you're working for Lewis, you're not very high on the pyramid. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, you can call Larry a fuck-up all you want, but you still work for Lewis. You are essentially Larry's equal mm-hmm. in this entire bad guy corporation. Yes. Neither of you outrank each other. No. Partners in being dumb. Yes. 
so dumb. Uh, so she's there to assist or just They're, keep track, make sure nothing gets screwed up. This is, again, Lewis's managerial style. Mm -hmm. He thinks they're both idiots. He himself is an idiot. He doesn't put either one of them in charge. He just puts them there to keep an eye on each other. Right. That's the plan. Hmm. So is she a hitman? No, neither one of them are a hitman. She's just a thug. She's not even a thug, I don't think. What is she? She's, I don't know, she's probably a con. She probably plays the confidence oh, game. Yeah, that could be. I don't know what she is. And I don't think there's any way to really find out what she did before this. But you do know that Larry stuffed a guy into a dryer and pulled some cash off of him. That's what you do know. Yes. This is so dumb. <laughs> As you're thinking, you're like, as we got done with it, you're like, you know, I think I liked it. I do like this movie. <laughs> but now you're going, no, it's dumb. It this doesn't make any sense. No, I don't like it because of its quality. I like it because it's terrible, it's and, but bad. charming at the same point. Mm. Um, so he's then again not dealing with Brian very well, and he's roughing him up, and act normal, Brian, quit saying. Talking about Baywatch or whatever the hell Brian's talking about. Bowls of spit or I don't even yes, know. Yes, he was the spit. How much do you drink of your own spit? Or he's going to beat him up. And uh, J-Lo says, if you, if you don't back off, I will kill you. And I don't believe her. I don't believe her. I don't believe he could kill her either. I don't think these people have done anything. They couldn't cut a thumb off, as we'll later find out. So killing is boy. Yeah. Lewis does not have a deep bench. At all? No. I think Lewis is on somebody else's bench. Yeah, I think so. Lewis is like if you're the Lakers, Lewis is on your. He's like on the on the edge of the bench. He's the guy that doesn't get to suit up or even travel for the road games on your D League team. Yeah, he's not even on the Lakers. I just don't get Lewis and his team. I just I don't get it. Uh, well, Brian wants to be read too because it's bedtime, so he has to have. Larry read to him. This could have been a lot funnier. Larry doesn't own any books. <laughs> and J-Lo won't loan him the one she's reading. Being peace is off the table. <laughs> so the only choice he has to do is read the back of the Tabasco can. Which is on the uh, end table yeah. of his couch. He's like, because you always need to have that Tabasco handy. He's like uh, Maddox. He just drinks the hot sauce before he goes to bed on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah apparently it works, and uh, Brian is able to snooze out on the couch. So now it's on to... Oh, we've, we've got rid of Brian for a moment. Let's get back to this earlier chemistry we were going through there, J-Lo. Who, we should mention, doesn't have a name. Her, she has a fake name, Ricky, Ricky, that she immediately makes clear as a fake name. <laughs> so I'm not even going to address her as Ricky. Her name is J-Lo for the sake of this movie. Yeah. No, she reveals her real name at the end. At the very end, indeed. But for the sake of, of this, because it's supposed to be a, a like a, like a, uh, a reveal. Oh, her name is bleh. You even know. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> and if he didn't, why matter? <laughs> why? why? So, okay, fuck it. We'll just skip to the end. Her name is Rochelle. Rochelle. But she goes by Ricky because it's real tricky. Why? Why? It's tricky, 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 tricky. Why? I mean, she could have gone with Shelly if she wanted to have a crappier fake nickname. <laughs> why can't she just be Rochelle? What does it matter? Because she's dumb. 
She's she is an idiot who's read a couple of self-help books. The other ones are just idiots. Her she's so good at what she does that later her lesbian girlfriend stalks her way into Larry's apartment and pulls some fucking suicide bullshit. She's shitty at whatever she does. You're absolutely right. She's, she's she not good. No, she's not good. Every time she has a conversation with Larry about anything, she uses some really fucking, like, third-shelf psychology from Barnes & Noble to try to break him down. It's She's an idiot. Well, He's you know, an idiot. I, I think the most... They fall in love because they're idiots. Yes. The most sensible thing she said about the whole movie, which I did not get, was, your mouth is like a pussy. <laughs> and then I thought... Teeth. Immediately went to that movie <laughs> Teeth. That's because that's all you ever think about is the movie Teeth. Mm. Secretly, you hate penises. And that's why my life is a terrible sham. Like Larry Gillies. I'm teasing. But we're all kind of looking at you like, oh. Yeah. Nah. I thought I had something going there. No. I didn't. Uh, so Larry invites Rochelle to sleep in his bed because she's going to sleep on the floor yeah. with her with young. handkerchiefs as blankets. <laughs> I think one of them was like a sarong. <laughs> and a doormat. It looked like she had yeah, like some kind like of a weird doormat. doormat yeah. Made out of bamboo. Yeah. I used to have one of those in front it of my was shower. a yoga mat, I think. She was using it to do yoga. Oh, that could be. Or later. Does she have luggage? <laughs> She has a lot of different clothes for someone who never has any luggage. She never brings anything in with her. Or a car. She's like, I'm going to go get my stuff. Is it sitting outside of his door? Does she own a car? Because he gives her his car. she owns a car. Where is her stuff that she goes and gets that you never see? Yeah. It's right outside his door. In a garbage bag. Yeah. Is she even one of Lewis's people, or is she just a transient? (laughs) (laughs) She, it's actually her Tabasco sauce that she took from the restaurant that Lewis was just eating at. She convinced him that he, she could help him with his problem. He didn't even really find out what his problem was. He's an idiot, too, and he's like, you know what, you're right, get in there. And then she's like, all right. And then she takes the half of his burrito that he hadn't eaten yet and the hot the Tabasco sauce. And she just heads over to Geely's house. And that's what she brings in with her. Let me get my stuff. Half of half of Lewis's burrito. <laughs> and a bottle of Tabasco. <laughs> and a bottle of Tabasco. Well, sleep in my bed there, Rochelle. <laughs> Professionally. She does have a lot of clothes, though. Because she's in different pajamas at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yep, she has uh she has essentially mom pajamas. She uh it's not sexy pajamas, it's like a frumpy shirt that yes. she's it's like you've been married for five years and this is what you sleep in type of tire. But he is still thinking that he's gonna put on the moves. Because mm-hmm. he's the bull. He is the bull and she is the cow. That's yep. right. And he wants to know, do you wanna see my horn? Yep. He's giving the old pep talk in the mirror. Flexing. Speaking of dime store philosophy, that every relationship has a bull and a cow. Mm-hmm. That's not a very good analogy because there's usually like a bull to every ten cows. Indeed, that's not human applicable unless you are like have a harem. And it, and yeah, 
Um, no, cows are not people. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes the world of nature can teach us lessons about ourselves. This is not one of those cases, I don't think. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that once a, a bull inseminates a cow, he won't go back to that same cow. Oh, okay. That's well, why I mean, they have I can't, to get new bulls every I year. cannot <laughs> confirm or deny what you're saying, but uh, That's I'm pretty sure... That Larry doesn't know much about people. <laughs> and you're correct. <laughs> Alright, so uh, it turns out she's not having any because she is a lesbian. Fine and good. Yep. So she can no longer use the ability of sex, I guess, because he knows that she's a lesbian as part of her ploys, but it doesn't really apply at all. I don't know why she has to be a lesbian in this movie. To tell because you people liked Chasing Amy. That was probably down from the oh, studio as yeah, well. yeah, I bet you're right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that got handed down from the, the, the chiefs, the powers that be. I think, you, oh, yeah, that's a good connection. Well, if she wasn't Chasing Amy, she says she would do him big time. The old big time. The old big time. The old big time bone. Anytime somebody's willing to say, I would do you big time. You know you're in for uh, no sex. Not really. That's just trying to make you feel better about your patheticness. Yeah. Well, he's not. But I think if if somebody's like says to you, "This is just life advice," I would bone you big time. You're gonna have bad sex. <laughs> that person does not know how to do it big time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So here, when does big time work out in conversation? Because it seems like it's just a, a brain fart that you're like, I have nothing else to say here. So big time is going to come out of you my know, mouth. You've done a really good job here. We're going to give you a promotion. Big, big time. time. <laughs> you put big time on the end of anything and it's just bullshit. It is. There is no like, Oh, big time. But maybe with baseball, it's like, Oh, you're in it for the big time. You're going to make the show. But Will you marry me? Big, big time. time. <laughs> yeah, there's no... Wait big... a second. Isn't that how you proposed to me? <laughs> yeah. dun, dun, dun. Big time. Uh, <laughs> and, how's, and how's the big time been? <laughs> big time is dumb. It was big time. Especially when you're trying to make the sexy eyes late at night, the bedroom pillow talk. I would do you big time. Big time. <laughs> but uh, I got the case of the toots, and uh, we've been married for five years, and your sweatpants are just so sexy. Oh, I'm talking about J-Lo. <laughs> Any, she was wearing sweatpants. Was she? Uh, well, she's uh, she, he's not her type. So the next day, we are, we are given a treat. Uh, they yeah. get a knock on the door. <laughs> Pounding. Open! Open up, Larry! <laughs> I've got... Uh, I've got some. I've got some quotes here. It's uh, it's Christopher Walken, just so you know. And he says, "Larry, it's your mother, Larry. I have a chicken." <laughs> Trying to get into the door at this point. Yeah, uh, he. I don't know what this is. What is going on with Chris Walken here? And what is the relationship that they have prior to this? I think that he knows he's a thug and it's okay. So he's a like a snitch, maybe a little again, bit. Again, I am only to assume, and I know a little bit about where the original screenplay was going. The original end of the movie is Christopher Walken's character shooting Larry Geely to death. Okay. He kills okay. him. I am to assume that because of that, you have Walken is a dirty cop, Larry is an informant. Mm-hmm. 
So That's what I think, too. But unfortunately, they had to make a romantic comedy after they made this Indeed. movie. And this is the last we get to see of him. Yeah, why Why is he even in this? Yeah. Just because he was already paid? Yeah. I don't know. Well, you can't leave him... You can't, like, really cut him all the way out of you the can. movie. You can. What so, does he do? He, he reveals that... It's that Brian's brother is a federal prosecutor. Why doesn't... Okay, here's yeah. how you fix that. Lewis just says at the beginning, he's a federal prosecutor. And this well, is what Lewis doesn't do. know because he's a jerk-off. Well, well, he knows fine. enough. Fixed. It's it, You can yeah. fix it and not have Christopher Walken in this. I'm glad they kept him because it's amazing. Yeah, it's the best <laughs> he's scene terrible. in the he, he one-takes this shit. Mm. And I kind of thought he was over there just to get more coffee because he shows up with a coffee cup with the lid off like, yeah. hey, I need a refill. I was in the neighborhood. And I know you're fucking up around this time. And he's time. very spastic. Like, this is his 70th cup of coffee, and he needs more coffee. Like, right. But then he just finishes his coffee and folds up the cup. Like, all right, well, I'm leaving now then, I guess, because I'm out of coffee, and you haven't offered me any, because yeah. Geely is a fucking dick. Yes, he, he didn't make any coffee. Well, he's there to find out if that's where Brian's at, because he knows that Brian has now been kidnapped. Yeah. And he thinks that uh, it looks like something that uh, Larry Gigli would be involved in. Well, Brian's hiding out in the bedroom uh, during this whole thing. But uh, he's back there sneezing his penis. So he gives this long monologue about that, hey, there's a child that's missing from a federal prosecutor's brother. And uh, do you know anything about it? Man, you know what I'd love to do right now? Go down to Marie Callender's. Get me a big bowl, pie, some ice cream on it. Mmm, good. Put some on your head. <laughs> your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get into it. Interested? You sure? What? What? What is that? No, I don't know. I feel like if Geely was a sitcom... If we got to see Geely once a week, then... Chris was Walker it, would come in and the audience would clap. Yeah, time. he's Mr. Roper from Priest Company. <laughs> yeah. He just fucking shows up. We're like, hey! And everybody, he, like, he would barge in and then the crowd would announce, Did you finally get that ice cream? Yeah. And he would never get the ice cream. No. I have no time. I love ice cream, but I'm too busy to put it on my head. Because as you'll find out in season six... It's the companionship that he's after, not the ice cream. Oh. oh. I'd watch that. Yeah. I wouldn't watch that. I would watch Geely the sitcom for at least four episodes. <laughs> Before it was canceled. Before it was canceled. It'd only make two. <laughs> Never be spoke of again. <laughs> I would star in Geely. I would be, I would lower my standards and play Larry Geely if it was Geely the sitcom. <laughs> Well, Walken just leaves. Okay. And that's the last we ever see of Christopher Walken, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, so they've, they're now in a panic. And they've got to get Brian away from the apartment because, oh, shit, it's a federal prosecutor. This wasn't what we signed up for. What did you sign up for? Um, so they go for a ride around town for <laughs> the day, I guess. Because that's all that happens. They go get a burrito. They go get a burrito. Brian confesses that uh, he loves the Baywatch and he loves beautiful women. And sex is at the Baywatch. Sex is at the Baywatch. That's where the sex is at. Is at the Baywatch. So they go to the burrito store. They go to the burrito store. They leave because Brian is hungry and there's no food in the house apartment. I thought they left because they was like, oh, we got to cheese it. The no, cops are on to us. Before he shows up, Brian's bitching about being hungry. Mm. And Larry says there's no food. Yeah. 
Well, so even though they w- should leave because it's hot all of a sudden, left to their own devices, they wouldn't do that. But burritos will get them out of the house. Yeah. Well, there's some street punks at the burrito stand. I guess. Cranking some rap that I've never heard of. It was, it was like that rap rock. Oh, God, the early 2000s and the rap rock! Oh! Something... Oh, it was horrible! Maybe that's what the early 2000s is, is the culmination of something for everyone. Yeah. Just mixing shit up to try I to, like, right. really... Like, that's the problem with the early 2000s, is it was, like, America got to the point where they tried to just completely uh, get every audience with everything at all times. I think you're one... I think you nailed it. And it sucks. It sucks, because it's something for everyone is really special to no one. Everything for nobody. Yeah. <sighs> Rap rock. Well, J-Lo has to teach them some manners, because she won't let Ben do it. They they start picking picking on Ben, J- Larry, and he's like, I'm going to kick those guys' ass. And she's like, no, don't. I'll handle it. So she goes over there and spits some banana business about... Some more third... Third shelf Barnes and Noble philosophy. Yeah, about uh, how you can fake karate and pluck bullshit. a man's eyeball out and erase his ocular ocular memories. Yeah, so that he pull it out his brain at the same time. Part of his brain is not only will you blind you, but you'll never remember what a cupcake looked like. The rip of death, or rip of the past. Yeah. That does not sound like a karate no. move. No. It, it sounds like a really bad fart. Like the past burritos. <laughs> it, it stays. It lingers. <laughs> that past fart just hangs. It's the rip of the past. Four-hour fart. I once had one of those. Yeah. Uh, pesos. Seattle. Check it out. Um, so... It works, and they get works. to leave. But on the way out, Larry's like... Nice computer. One, when did the street thugs? Because at this point, even you know, early two thousands, laptops are still expensive. Yeah, not everybody has one. Not everybody has, but these and they especially don't just pack around a burrito stands. Yeah, with a basketball. Yeah, but he, they have one, Mm -hmm. and then Larry grabs it and breaks it over his knee and says, "Nice computer." Why don't you go to suckmydick.com? Zinger. That that, was fucking awesome. Was that supposed to be like? Awesome, or was it supposed to be like he is a nutsack? I couldn't tell half the time whether I was laughing because I was laughing at jokes, uh-huh. but I don't know if I was ever laughing at them for the right reason. I don't either. It's very like that's a terrible joke, and I just can't imagine anybody <laughs> being like, "Yeah, suckmydick.com." Ha ha ha! That is fucking comedic gold. No, that's yeah. the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just so dumb that like. The scene is over, but it keeps going, and then all of a sudden, nice computer, and you're like, what? They have a computer. Suck my dick. So you can tell that joke. What? I liked it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was oh, great. it was great. Um, so, they uh, go on about their business, and they're still driving around. I guess maybe because of your theory, they're just going back to his apartment, but Larry's mom calls, yeah, and uh, she needs help with something, so they have to go over to Larry's mom. She's a peach. Mm-hmm. What is he doing? He is giving her a booster shot of some sort. No, she's got diabetes. When this movie came out, that like, because there was too much benefit, there's backlash, everything, the movie's terrible, everybody knows it's not going to work out. I think like the week before, I remember Affleck on something saying that it's an important film because it raises awareness for uh, mentally handicapped and for diabetes. Oh, okay. So this is what and I got so from his it, mom. 
is that all mom in Jersey, because I thought this movie was in Jersey. Fine. It, Malibu. It's, wear it's, hot pink, it's interchangeable. Wear hot pink thong underwears. Yeah. And they've been adventurous in their youth. Yeah, Malibu and Jersey are the same place. Uh, this is that that is fine. You can replace both of those towns and interchange them with what you've just said. It yeah, works. his mom was awesome. Was mm. she? I liked her. Well, I, I wish your mom was like that. Oh. Does the film raise awareness for diabetes? No, you guys didn't even know it was. I was she not was aware of diabetes. I thought she was getting a hormone booster shot. I think she had enough hormones bumping through her. Mm. She was sassy, uh, yeah, sassy, and then a little randy. He honked her boob. Did either of you guys see? I that? didn't see. I was writing something down, and you said that he did. Yeah, he like went to do the mom calm down thing, hand right on her chest. Very strange, but it was very brief. You, you had to watch for it. Um, I'm sure it was an accident, but they left it in the film. So she likes the JLo, and the JLo likes the mom, and they have a magic moment telepathy lesbian conversation. They know things about each other, and they know that they like each other because they look at each other. And oh, I'm oh, mm hmm, yeah, you're right. What? So it turns out that uh, Mom has, uh, like Jackie says, played for both teams. Been adventurous. She has been over the fence and back. They made a gate just for her. Yeah. That's well, what you think. Those underwears, they say it all. And the gate swings both ways. Mm -hmm. A little Dutch door action. I, well, all right. Yeah, well... <laughs> You just got to stop it at some point. <laughs> Analogies can only go so far before you're like, what the hell are you talking about? That's the kind of cupcake that doesn't belong on a battleship, if you know what I mean. What? <laughs> I don't. I could go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so J-Lo's now starting to warm up to, to, to the Larry because his mom is sassy and fun and, and, and they like each other. And so things are going a little bit more smoothly mm -hmm. with Larry. No, because now. they get into the car and he freaks out and he's he like... confesses his love for her. That's a, that's later. Is it? Yeah. No, I thought that was right after he left the mom's no, house. He's like, you want me to open uh... up? I can't even touch this woman that I love. Oh, oh. it is the night. That is... Sam is right. That is not... That, that is not right oh. now. That's this... Well, either way, they just go back to his apartment. And then they have the origin of the sexy conversation. Yeah. With the pussy mouth? Yes. The and where she obviously has some camel toe going on while yeah. she's joking. Wiener and vagina poetry is what I have. Ah. Uh, origin of the sexy. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of mumbo jumbo about bits because he's talking about how the penis is a metaphor for man's uh, proclivity to be exploratory and, and pioneering and, mm. and conquering and, and going into the unknown and thrusting right into that dark hole that no, you'd have no knowledge of what's inside. And, and that, that humankind would not be in the place that it's in currently if it hadn't been for getting a good dicking every now mm -hmm. and then. Yep. Well, she also has her own philosophy about fiddly bits. Mm. Yes, she does. That everybody has the uh, everybody... instinct to kiss Yeah, first. That's the first reaction you have with somebody. Is you want to kiss them on the mouth. 
not the balls, not the knee pits, not the butthole, the mouth. Yeah. Because it's the vagina's sister. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And so, therefore, the vagina is superior to the penis. Because it's instinctual that you want to kiss on the mouth. Yep. So, therefore, she likes lady parts. And so does he. So does he. (laughs) What an amazing discovery you made after a ten-minute fucking scene where she's not doing yoga. She is not doing yoga. She's not, like, when you do just a stretch, you're supposed to hold it for ten seconds. She's just sort of, like, rolling around on the ground and revealing clothing. She's doing the butt shots. She's doing everything mm. she can to milk the, high beams the fact are, that she's got a big butt. And the high beams are on, too. Yeah. Ah, whatever. We also learned that Brian likes to call the weather service yeah. a lot. Which is expensive. Yeah, Australian weather service specifically. Mm-hmm. Because he likes the way the lady's voice sounds. It's too bad that Brian wasn't just a little smarter, because he would have been on the same... Or if he just had better patterns when... Affleck comes in, or Larry comes in, and is like, do you know how much this costs? Brian could have easily said, do you know how much this costs? And Larry would not have had an answer. I don't know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It would make more of a stalemate between the two of them if he was just like, I don't know, but it's too much. You know? No, I don't know. No, I don't. I I assume it's free. No, I'm talking about them. They would just go do that back and forth forever. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the uh, weather service, calling the weather service, I believe, is 100% free, even if you call the Australian weather service. But uh, Larry doesn't like it. I think Larry just doesn't want his phone tied up. Yeah. You know? He can get a call from the mastermind at any point. Yeah. He's on live links. You guys remember how important it was to not be on the phone when you just had a landline? Oh, yeah. Because somebody might call. The... Watching swingers is like a time machine mm-hmm. because they have to communicate by leaving messages and using other people's phone to check your own messages so that you can get anything coordinated to have fun. Right. It is ridiculous. Not, not call each other on their cell phones or use pagers or anything, but call and leave answering machine messages to plan events. That's amazing. Um, so they don't hook up yet, but the next day Lewis calls. Or, no, at that night, Lewis calls, yeah. and he wants to have Larry cut off Brian's thumb to send a message. He's ready to up the stakes on his own bad plan. Mm-hmm. Making a, a bad plan worse. But but Larry is now uncomfortable because he's starting to starting to get a little attached to the Brian. And let's face it, he's not the sort of guy that cuts people's thumbs He is up. not. He is not. He will stick you in a dryer. He's you know, the kind of guy that won't rough up an old man too bad. Here's the deal. A thug that is okay with cutting a mentally handicapped person's thumb off is inherently evil in film. Um, Larry, you know, is not an evil guy from the very get-go. Like, and so should Lewis. Larry's just trying to make his way in this crazy world. Mm -hmm. Lewis should fucking know that. Again, this is on Lewis. This is as much money as Larry can make being a half-wit. Yeah. Yeah, Lewis is a... He's a job. Um, so, some blonde comes in the next day. Just barges her way in. She is the worst actress I've ever seen on, on film. And apparently, she's J-Lo's girlfriend? Yeah, because J-Lo's such good, so good at her job that she can't even deal with her own personal life. How did she find J-Lo? She said that she's been stalking her. So, she just followed her? Yeah, yep, the whole pretty time. much. So, what was she doing yesterday? 
waiting outside. In the bushes. Just going through that weird box, the milk crate of J-Lo's belongings yeah. that's sitting on the patio. <laughs> Tabasco? Mm-hmm. She doesn't even like Tabasco. So she's looking at the half of a burrito going, is she going to finish that? Because I could eat that <laughs> I'm half I'm getting of, hungry. I, this stocking business is, is hungry work. <laughs> I can't leave this apartment and get a <laughs> yeah. pizza. I got to make sure nothing funny happens, so I'm going to eat this burrito. She is quite crazy. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand reason no. or concepts of reality or how people speak. Or words. And uh, she just goes into the kitchen. And cuts her wrists. Cuts her wrists poorly. Starts bleeding all over the place. And Larry's just like, huh? What? He doesn't, he has now, no emotional reaction at this, this yeah, scene exactly. that's happening. At this point, if I'm Larry, mm-hmm. I have figured out that any real beach that has some women in bikinis will substitute... For the Baywatch. <laughs> and after she cuts her wrist and holds her arms up in the air like she's Rocky and she just made it to the top of the steps, mm-hmm. I just grab Brian and take him to the Baywatch yeah. and think about what to do with the rest of the day. Like, Brian, you and me are going to go to the taco stand and we're going to watch some tits go back and forth up this beach. We're going... Today's the day, buddy. We're going we're to the going Baywatch. going to the Baywatch. Well, instead they take her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just let J-Lo clean up that mess. <laughs> so, Brian's still talking about the uh, the Baywatch and about pretty ladies. And there's a pretty weird thing that happens here. That uh, Larry's staring at J-Lo and he says, wow, she's just so beautiful. And Brian says, she's like the ones at the Baywatch. Mm-hmm. They make my penis sneeze. Yep. Larry Gigli says, you've got a good sense of humor, you know that? Brian looks down at his wiener and says, God bless you. Larry says, thank you. Brian says, no, not you, stupid. When my penis sneezes, I say, God bless you. God bless you, penis. He jizzed in his pants. Because J-Lo was wearing a loincloth for a shirt. I can't believe that was in the freaking movie. No! There's a lot of stuff that you're just not really doesn't make any if sense. If you were to read the quotes on IMDb before watching this movie, you'd be like, what the hell is this thing? Yeah. Is this like a hardcore Ray Liotta type film that's yeah. going on here? Or is this rom-com? What is this movie? Yeah. It doesn't know what it is. So he uh, jizzes in, in uh, his car. Leaves a sticky spot, but that never gets brought up. But they have to get the thumb. So while they're at the hospital, they break into the morgue. They cut off a they, thumb. With a fucking plastic butter knife. Yeah, I don't think that would work. No. We'll move. We'll, we'll let that one go, I guess. Yeah, wait really for letting dumb. things go. Yeah. Uh, they send thumb at the FedEx... J-Lo knows the counter girl, I guess. I, I don't know if she does or if what's going on there. They just give googly eyes to each yeah. other. Lesbian googly eyes. She know. said that she knew her intimately. Yeah, but do why, then why doesn't the why, counter girl say, Oh, hey, Rochelle. Why don't you come over? Or Ricky or whatever nom de plure she is using that day. Reinvent the sexy on my crotch again. Yeah. She just They just stare at each other like... No, it doesn't make any sense. You're a lesbian, aren't you? 
I'm I see you didn't get that. I got like J Lo was pouring it on, and the girl was like, "I don't know what's going on here, but I'm one of those that if you get four rum and cokes in me, I'll make out with you outside the bathroom. I'll do just about anything. Yeah, maybe. That's uh, a weird scene. I don't think uh, old what's his name Breast Martin Breast Martin Breast really knows how lesbianism works. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, they go back to Larry's apartment, and guess what time it is? Turkey time! <laughs> Turkey time! Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. I did not get it. I don't get it either. And it's, again, I laughed at it, but I don't think I was laughing in the way that was intended. Is it is turkey time when the little red button clicks up when you're cooking the turkey, and that, like, it's warm enough now? No, it's just the because vagina? of the gobble. Which is why it's hard to connect. Oh, gobble, gobble, like, get down get, there and now on this beef. I gobble my beaver, yes. Turkey time. Turkey time, which is why I was just as confused as Larry Geely in this scene. It is not sexy. <laughs> no, it's Turkey not. Turkey time is not hot. <laughs> turkey time is not hot, no. I would do you big time is hotter than <laughs> turkey, turkey time. And <laughs> notice he never goes for turkey time. Yes, he does. Very briefly. Very briefly. There's just, There's like... Maybe a two, half a second sex scene shot of him him uh, being down there very, very lightly. He argues a little bit about that he's not the guy to do it, that a female would be better. Whatever. Yeah. They bone. That happens. Out of nowhere. Oh, because I guess he confessed his love earlier, and that, like, changed her ways. Yeah, that was that him. scene I was talking about earlier, where he's like, my life sucks, I'm a sad sack of shit. Yeah, and I love a lesbian who's the most beautiful woman in the world, but she has no emotional reaction in the car at all to this. It, she sort of... She doesn't have good reaction to anything in the movie. She's just not very good. Yeah, she is not very good. By the time we got to the Al Pacino scene, I was like, I just wrote down... J-Lo is not working. Yes, she is not working. Well, let's get directly to Al Pacino, another person not working. So Lewis calls. He wants to meet. The guy is in from New York, and uh, they leave Brian at the apartment. And uh, the guy turns out to be Al Pacino. Mm -hmm. Famed actor Al Pacino. Mm -hmm. Hoo-ah! Hoo-ah! He, uh... Does his bullshit. Yeah, he does his bullshit. His his Al Pacino. Do you think that he... Al Pacino plays Al Pacino in this movie. So, did you notice that there's only three angles that mm-hmm. are taken? Do you think he did that once and left? Absolutely. So, the reaction shots... Are closed? Are, no, they would shot that again without Al Pacino doing the same. With one of the production assistants reading directly from the script... And them having to do reactions to that. I yeah, I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. And then he, so he spills out his lines and then goes, "Where's craft services? Yeah, get me over. I want some mac he and want, cheese." You know, he's. I would just assume it's not even craft services. It's like he then had somebody, and this person had to leave before he even show up to get something to make him like a specific chai tea with certain almond milk and other just every goddamn thing that no one else can no one else wants you have to get for Al Pacino so that he can be there for 10 minutes and then go play golf with somebody yeah yeah I don't I I think Al Pacino and Chris Walken were there for a day I think that Chris Walken may have shot more stuff that they got cut out maybe yeah but I think he one-taked it all and I think Al Pacino one-taked it all 
there it's bad it is not good acting in either of these scenes but it's revealed that uh al pacino doesn't like the plot of the movie which is the kidnapping of brian doesn't like it one bit mm. thinks it's a stupid plan and that should have never happened and if you're gonna do it do it right Yep. What doing it right is actually apparently cutting actually his thumb off and actually mailing the thumb to the guy because he knows that it's not the thumb of Brian because of the fingerprints. Well, now this is my thought here is that Lewis is shot. Lewis is dead, by the way, because he is an asshole and he really Idiot. fucked things up. Yep. They are not shot because they're so shitty that they're screw up. Has actually made it to where they didn't even, like, what have you, you have not even done anything that will get me into more trouble. All you have done is be idiots. That's like the fuck around thing. is like, not fuck around. It's like, I'm not even going to shoot you. And they're like, J-Lo does her little bullshit speech, which, according to Al Pacino's face, isn't working. Uh-uh. He, she I think, is trying. She basically tells Al Pacino that he's dumb. Yeah, that she's, he's basically looking at them and telling them, you're both too stupid to even shoot. Mm -hmm. Go away. And she tries to rebut that, and then it stares blankly back at her like, you need to leave. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. You have not done anything really wrong. Just go back to hanging out with Brian, because that's all you're doing. Mm -hmm. The two of you are hanging out with your friend Brian, and that does not negatively affect me. But... Lewis, however, is, is fucking shot. Yeah, so Lewis is, is dead, which should have happened probably about ten years ago. Lewis but the fish did get nice food out of it. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, they got they tasty ended up on the outside of the glass. They showed the fish, though, eating part of his brain. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Which doesn't make any sense, because when the bullet go through the glass, the brain, the glass... The fish go all over the floor. Well, let's see. Let's say it was a twenty-two. It wouldn't go through the back of the brain. Well, how does the brain splash up on top of the fish tank and then drip down? Yeah, doesn't exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, angle of the shot wouldn't work. Either way, uh, so the plan now is to take Brian back. Because this has all been a terrible, terrible plan from the very get-go. It's not going to work. Federal prosecutor guy isn't going to stop doing what he's doing against Al Pacino because he's got his brother. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. The plot of the film is dumb. So now they're driving back to Brian's retard daycare, I guess. <laughs> That's right. Living it's facility. just a live-in facility. When they spot the Baywatch. Yep. Which isn't the Baywatch, it's but not it's the close Baywatch. enough. It's like a Bikini Beach Party music video. Something. But it's close enough. Close It'll enough work. to the Baywatch. So that's where they decide to leave Brian at and the I'm, Baywatch. I'm disappointed by this because at any point you can just take him to where there's women in bikinis and he's going to think it's the Baywatch. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be a weakness of whatever journey either of the characters take. Is that neither one of them just took him to go see some bikini ladies that they have to drive by the actual, or the closest thing to the actual Baywatch and then still have to be convinced to take him there. Right. Like, you're not really Brian's friend. Yeah, I don't get it. Even though he's the only friend either you two numbskulls have in your whole life. Well, Geely's out. He's now out of the game. He wants to get out of the game. JLo wants to get out of the game. So Were they ever even in it to begin yeah, with? Yeah, exactly. So he gives her the keys to the Impala and sends her on her merry way. <laughs> Which is the 
It's a good car. This is the kind of car... It'll take you where you need to go. It's oh, good with the point boy. A to point B. Yeah, it's not. It's but he has pink eye during this whole scene, so it's really... I don't know whether mm-hmm. it was just the angle or what. No, he had pink eye. Might be getting late in the day. Uh, yeah, but he looked like he seriously had a bad yeah, case of pink he eye. He had one eyeball that was very pink. Uh, he tells her, if you ever change your mind about being a lesbian, come hook up with me, blah, blah, blah. Brian meets some girl down at the Baywatch that uh, happens to be Ozzy, and he... It's like, oh my gosh, you're the weather gal from, I guess. Or he just likes her because he's Aussie, or she's Aussie, and she likes him because he talks about the weather. And then we get revealed that J-Lo's name is Rochelle. They drive off into the sunset, movie over. Right, she comes back for him. You should probably say that. Oh yeah, she comes back. She drove off. Like, we all didn't know she was going to. I didn't think she was going to come back. I wouldn't have came back. Questions and answers. I think it would have been better if she tried to leave and then couldn't figure out how to work the car. Yeah. That would have made, that would have made more sense with everything else that was happening with her character. Okay, thanks, Larry. See ya. See ya. And then she has to come back like, how does it work? She's like, and then tells her like, oh, it's got a thing where you just kind of jiggle. You jiggle a little bit when going to gear. And she's like, what do I do before that? And then he tells her something else. She's like, before that. Like, she can't even get the fucking door open. <laughs> Okay, what do you guys got for questions? How far did they make it before Al Pacino's men found them and shot them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, probably Santa, Santa Barbara. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were headed north. Yeah. Because unless they flipped the shot over because the ocean was on the whatever left side. I have other questions. You can ask a question, Jackie. Is this still? Is this during the time where she's still Jenny from the block? No, I think Jenny from the block was after this. Don't know. Because she used to know a little, now she knows a lot. (laughs) (laughs) She learned a lot on the set of J-Lo. Or Uh, (laughs) J-Lee. My questions are, are these people... Is this how people are? Are these people? These These are not people. I don't think they're people. Actually, anybody in the universe are like these people. I... Nobody Do talks this some way. Some people, and they're not the the way they talk or whatever, but their relative naivety towards everything, including the human condition, I have experienced with people who I've met in L.A. So it's a, a, the Californians. Yes. Yeah. All right, I can subscribe to that. And they're trying to do something. Like they're they have this whole thing that they're trying to do. Like he wants to be from Jersey, but he's just a kid from Santa Monica who doesn't know shit about fuck. Yeah. Knows where the In-N-Out burger is. Yeah. So why do they keep calling him Giggles in the first part of the movie? Giggly. Because that's how his name's spelled. Spelled. How does Lewis not know how what his name actually is? Lewis has got two employees. I think Lewis... I think they've... I don't think that not only is Lewis an idiot, I think that he's found Larry Geely uh, very early on in the, the story world. Like, there's not a lot of their relationship prior to the movie starting. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. Larry, Larry is... <laughs> Lewis has just joined the bad guy game earlier this week. He used to be a plumber, yeah. and then got laid off, and was like, you know what, I think I'm going to be a bad guy. I know nothing about being a bad guy. For step one, hire the guy in a leather jacket and a bowling shirt. Yeah. Sam, what's your other question? Is this on-screen chemistry worse than the chemistry between Brigitte Nielsen and Sylvester Stallone in Cobra. I think Sylvester Stallone and Brigitte Nielsen did a better job. Really? 
I, I do too. And he did really bad with his flirting in that, like, whatever the Western store that has all the weird shit in it. And he's mm-hmm. like, this thing, good, good. Like, he was more charming. Yeah, no, I, I really, I thought that their chemistry was actually one of the strongest points about that movie. Like, the <laughs> most believable parts about that movie. I have absolutely Cobra. Okay. Well, I, don't, I don't believe the, the Benefer one. I just don't believe it at all. Uh-huh. Yeah, by the time this they were started recording this movie, I kind of got the, the feeling that he was like, this is over, but I gotta fake it until this after this recording so I can dump you like a month later. Guys, I'm kind of done with your ass. Yeah. Who was the most mentally handicapped person in the film? Lewis. Lewis. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Okay, do tell. Forever... Even letting Lewis talk to him in the first place. True, yeah. I'm subscribing to the theory of the idiot pyramid, Mm -hmm. and the one at the top is the biggest idiot. Yeah, but I still don't believe that Lewis works for Al Pacino. I think he's freelancing, and but then Al Pacino shouldn't even let him in the house. He should just be like, hey, actual guys that work for me, shoot this guy. Whack this guy. He's a nutsack. Don't even whack him. Do what they do to... uh, What's his face in True Lies to uh, Bill Paxson? <laughs> Just leave him in his underwear out in the desert halfway to Vegas and be like, fuck off, dipshit. <laughs> I got a little dick, it's pathetic. Yeah. My question, my last question is um, actually, I have one before this. Are they insane? Are no. they are they stupid or are they actually fucking crazy? They're stupid. Okay, all right. Is this Ben Affleck's worst film? I didn't even... I couldn't sit through Daredevil all the way, so I will say Daredevil is worse. Jackie? I don't know. Daredevil, not as bad as this one. Really? Mm. Huh. I liked this better. I considering really that I just watched Gone Girl, you know, which was done quite a few, you know, what, 10, 10 years later? 11 years later. Actually. Yeah. Uh, he was better in Gone Girl, and I think... Well, yeah. You know, like this movie, he was just being Ben Affleck. Who's Ben Affleck and Gone Girl? Yeah, I, I'm not talking about his performance. I'm saying, is this his worst movie that he is in? In terms of the movies that I've seen him in, that I could not watch, the one movie that he is in that he caused me to turn it off immediately in the beginning of the movie was when he started dance fighting in Goodwill Hunting. About mm, seven minutes yeah. into the movie, I said, "You know what?" Goodwill Hunting is not for me. You guys and I turned it a off. Big one on the table. I can't okay. believe it. Absolutely, this is not his worst film by many miles. What do you think it is? Armageddon. Oh, the worst the movie worst ever movie. been made. Yeah, I did watch that all the way through because he did though. that weird animal cracker thing. It's just a terrible movie. I'm not it's talking about the, again. Yeah. Again, I'm not talking about Ben Affleck. Or it is, he it, plays Ben Affleck in every movie. I just forget about it. Is it the worst movie? And no, this is not. No, the other ones are worse than that. Even though I was able to get all the way through Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you from the very beginning. I was going to bring this up later, Sam, uh, that you stated at the beginning of this episode, that uh, I think this is rated so poorly as a backlash to the Benefer. I think on a revisit 10 years later and you don't even care about the Benefer, I, I just, you go, this is kind of a dumb movie, but it is not even in the realm of worst movies oh, ever no. made. It shouldn't even be anywhere near the IMDb bottom one. It should not. It's it's sitting at a 2.3 user rating right now. I think between a 3 and a 4 is fair. Yeah. It's, I think there's a just... level of charm to this film, and you laugh. 
I laughed. And, and you can enjoy it. Uh, it's impossibly dumb. The acting is not good, but... The story is incomprehensible. It's just... It's just not very good. It is. And I think that there's some of that, too, that's like, well, let's remake the movie as a romantic comedy as well, because... I really feel like there was just like this is idiots in over their head, and had mm-hmm. they not had that confused, you know, there's some coherent story here. Mm-hmm. On paper, the kidnapping of a mentally handicapped person and two people that can't deal with that could make a good movie. Right. This one is not it. Yeah. Jackson, you got a follow up thought? Well, I was just thinking, like, I, th- I think maybe why it flopped so badly is because the sex scenes were just not steamy enough. <laughs> Ah! Well, well we know that you are correct because of like the Fifty two, Shades of Grey breaking all the records. You know, they got the two... <laughs> the and all care about. ...sex scene. It just wasn't... And I think that's probably where it fell flat, was that people wanted to see... Not the story. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh my god, there's going to be a better for sex scene. And then it was like... Ah, wah, wah. So, yeah. It should have been the sex scene from MacGruber. <laughs> <laughs> Recommendations, guys. we got to wrap this one up. What do you guys think? Yes. It's yeah, tough it's tough, but yeah. 51% yes. I'm only going to recommend it if you are uh, a tour of, of really bad films, uh, want to see everything on the bottom 100 and see whether it's enjoyable or not. I yeah. think it's a good experience for that. If, if you're, But if you're looking for Hall of Fame material, this is no. not it. No. This is only worth watching if you wanted to see the aftermath of, because of its cultural pop cultural relevance with the Benefer bullshit. Yes, this is not very good. It's just not very yeah, good. It's just not that good. Uh, but it's okay. So there's your show. Thanks for listening. Uh, next week is my pick. I don't know what I'm going to pick yet. It might be Catwoman still still sitting out there. Maybe we'll double Catwoman up. Catwoman is Daredevil. a byproduct of this one. Oh, yeah. Cause, Remember, because uh, oh, Halle Berry did not title. want to do this film and ended yeah. up doing Catwoman after she did Gothica, which was the instead of. Well, unless something else happens, there's your movie. It's going to be Catwoman. We'll see you next week and get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.